All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning. This is the daily morning update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. We're at midweek and it's set to be as eventful as recent days have been. Today is the 15th of May. International news first. Oil is back in focus. It rose yesterday after Saudi Arabia announced that two pump stations on the east-west pipeline, which carries oil to the Red Sea port of Yanbu, were attacked by armed drones. That ignited a fire that caused limited damage to one station, but it was eventually brought under control, according to the oil minister of Saudi Arabia. Oil has since given up some of those gains and is trading not too much higher than yesterday's price at $70.80 a barrel for Brent. An industry report was said to show a big jump in US crude and refined product supplies, undermining talks of tight market. The American Petroleum Institute was said to have found an 8.63 million barrel increase in oil inventories last week, along with higher stocks of petrol and distillates. U.S. President Donald Trump has denied a New York Times story that his administration is planning to send as many as 120,000 troops into the Middle East in the event of a war with Iran. The president warned that he'd send a hell of a lot more if hostilities broke out. Meanwhile, on the big talking point this week, the U.S. prepared to hit China with new tariffs, even as President Donald Trump said he'll meet his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping at next month's G20 summit. With no deal forthcoming, it is an encounter that could prove pivotal in the deepening clash over trade. Let's turn to news back home now. In what could be a dire initial indicator for the agricultural sector, private weather forecaster SkyMet has projected that the critical southwest monsoons are likely to be below normal this year and their progress could be sluggish. SkyMet said that all four regions in India are likely to witness less than normal rainfall with precipitation over east, northeast and central parts poorer than northwest India and the southern peninsula. The Reserve Bank of India has appointed R. Gandhi, the former deputy governor of the central bank, on the board of private sector lender Yes Bank. It's a rare decision that's usually taken when a lender needs close regulatory supervision. The regulator has named Gandhi as an additional director with immediate effect for the next two years till the 13th of May 2021 or until further orders. The bank said this in an exchange filing. Chinese phone maker OnePlus is looking to stir things up seemingly in the hotly contested smartphone market here in India. It launched its OnePlus 7 and OnePlus 7 Pro with what many perceive to be aggressive pricing. The OnePlus 7s have an introductory price of 33,000 and 38,000 rupees, while the OnePlus 7 Pro will be available in three variants priced between 49,000 and 58,000 rupees. In international markets, U.S. equities ended higher with the Nasdaq gaining over 1% and the Dow and the S&P 500 rising 0.8% each. The S&P 500 rose for the second time in three days, but it is still down more than 4% since the president escalated the trade war with China on the 5th of May. In Asia this morning, trade is mixed with the Nikkei in Japan heading lower by 0.3% in early trade by the other two early risers. The Australian benchmark and the South Korean Kospi gaining by 0.2% and 0.4% respectively.
India's equity markets bucked the trend during the day yesterday and the benchmark Nifty and Sensex ended with handsome gains. Foreign institutional investors net sold over 2,000 crore rupees of Indian equity in yesterday's session, significantly more than they have in any other session in May so far. FIRs have been net sellers in 8 out of the 9 sessions so far this month. Domestic institutions, meanwhile, net bought over 2,240 crore worth of equity, providing support in yesterday's session. With that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Darshan. How are we looking today? Hi Alex, good morning, good morning everyone. Global queues are muted at this point of time. The SDX Nifty is trading with a slight negative bias. No Nifty earnings out today, but some of the mid-caps that will be in focus include a Lupin, Jubilant Foodworks, Manapuram Finance, KPIT Tech, Torrent Power, Petronet LNG, Amara Raja Batteries and Phoenix Mills. In terms of numbers after market hours, Nestle reported numbers which were in line with estimates. Revenues up 10%, profit up 10%, EBITDA up 6%, which means EBITDA margin at 24.6% versus 20%. 5.3%. Sales growth has moderated similar to peers. The gross margin contracted to a six-quarter low and the domestic growth and the commentary were the key positives for the number. Weak numbers from Pedalite, revenues up 10%, profit down 4%, EBITDA up 2%, uh, came in below what the street was anticipating. The company registered below estimate volume growth of 2%. The company and bazaar saw volume growth of 4% and industrial volumes were down 1%. Endurance Tech, recent set of numbers, revenues up 10%, profit up 30%, EBIT up 26%, which means margins of 17% versus 15%. Union Bank of India, NII up 19%, net loss widened to 33.69 crores, but the asset quality improved slightly. HOEC, decent set of numbers, revenues up 8%, profit up 40%, EBIT up 20%. In other stocks to watch, watch out for Yes Bank. RBI has appointed ex-Deputy Governor R. Gandhi as the additional director on the board till May 2021. Tata Sons is set to transfer all its branded food business to Tata Global Beverages from Tata Chemicals, according to Bloomberg. Jet Airways CEO Vinay Dubey resigns from the post with immediate effect. All the pharma companies, Dr. Eddie, Vokhard, Glenmark, Sun Pharma, say they don't see any material impact from the U.S. state lawsuits. Fortis Healthcare has informed the Delhi High Court that SEBI has asked to recover 403 crores from the former Ranbaxy promoters. Hawkins Cooker will be in focus. Equity Intelligence sold in 27,000 shares, which is half percent stake in the company. An initiating note by Credit Suisse on the chemical company. On Arthi Industry, they initiate with an outperform with a target price of 2000 They believe that the company will benefit from the structural upcycle underway in the Indian chemical industry. On PI Industries, they have initiated with an outperform and a target price of 1300 They are saying that the order backlog unwinding will be the key driver and tailwinds for some of the key products that will aid earnings for the company. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website bloomberquin.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you will be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Darshan. Well, that's all we have for you on this podcast. And like Darshan says, there's a lot more on the website, so do check it out. This is Alex Matthew signing off. Have a lovely day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. Listener.